This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. We're recording. Hang on, let's just check. Just check. Beautiful. Welcome to the podcast. No messing around this week. We're getting straight into it. (laughs) Here's, that's messing. You're, you're messing around, and I'm, oh, I'm I've getting straight into strictly, it. Strictly, I've I've strictly uh, said no messing around. Don't. We are gonna get straight into it. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What's the first clip, Kelly? I was back. Yeah, and this is the car crash that happened as a result of her. Coming back from some time away in Italy. (laughs) Kelly's back. You had a nice holiday, Kelly. Hello, I did. It was lovely. Great stuff. Where did she go? Do you know? Venice. Oh, isn't that nice? Mm. What did she see there? Um, Pigeons. She's got a dog now. I know. What's it called? Dexter. She calls it Baxter. I know. Because she's um, mad. A bit crazy. We got all that right, didn't we, Kels? Correct. Excellent stuff. Catherine I really Ball. missed her. I really missed her. Oh, come on. Little friend. Oh. She's like my studio pet. <laughs> yeah. I told her to bring the dog in. Yeah. I told you to bring the dog in, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm... So I'm hoping she brings the dog in. She better. Yeah, it'd be nice if she brought the dog in. We were just saying it'd be nice if you brought the dog in. Do you want me to bring the dog in? Would you? I'd like her to bring the dog in. I want a little stroke. Uh, I'd like her to bring the dog in but then for her to go home straight away. Well, hang on a minute. What if he needs walking or pooper scooping? Paul Scoynes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Let's go to Geoffrey and Bracknell. Morning, Geoffrey. Morning. Not today, Geoffrey. No milk. Uh, let's go to Justin. Justin, where are you? <laughs> Good morning, boss. You M- well? M- I'm fine, boss. Yes. Just not in the mood for a Jeffrey today. No, not in the mood. Yeah. No. <laughs> this week, I'm not going to say that. No, you <laughs> that said that on air. Yeah, well, yeah, that was different. I was in Innuendo Bingo with Scott Mills this week. Were you? What did you say? What did you say? It was. Well, <sighs> Wouldn't have been an innuendo, was it? I was talking about the snake. No, it's from it's from my um, um, it's from my uh, my other radio family. And I was talking, we were talking about how I can't belch, and a woman phoned up to say that she had been taught a method by Bruce Forsyth to make yourself belch, where you grab yourself, put your, your left arm over your right shoulder, and you pull. If you keep doing it, it makes you belch. And I said, and it wasn't in your I said it knowing it, and you can tell that I'm, I'm thinking of saying it, because I say kind of at the start. I say, so uh, kind of, how long do you have, no, so uh, how long do you have to uh, kind of sit there tugging yourself off? And uh, Scott Mills played it in the Yonder Bingo. Some men spat out water, and Scott Mills made a disparaging remark about me. What did he say? Well, it's good to know he's still working. <gasps> it's, all, it's all happening in BBC Local Radio. It's good to know he's still working. Anyway, Scott. Uh, anyway, Scott. Scott, we look forward to seeing you in about ten years' time. Yay, buddy. We'll I'll see still be you. here. We'll see <laughs> yeah. you. Earlier this week, we discussed the possibility of gay men and women adopting children. Well, and bisexuals. And transgender. They weren't adopting bisexuals, as far as we know. Well, some of you were up for it. Some of you weren't. And Joyce and Leegrave called in. Ian. Yes. You said it doesn't matter where little children go as long as they're loved. I don't. I think you should rephrase that. Go on. Yes, and I do. I don't agree with um, 
people. Why should I rephrase that? It's, it, it, it but doesn't... you said it doesn't matter where they go as long as they're loved. It yeah, does they... matter where they go because they've got their lives as well as being loved. Yeah, but if they're, if they're, if they're being adopted or fostered, then uh, and as long as the people that, that, that take them love them and care for them, that's all that matters, isn't it? Not really, because they've got their lives to think of and plan for them tell me, as well as love. Tell me more. Well, I don't believe in gays having children. Uh, you know, you said about adopting males, having children. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't agree with that because you've got a little, little life in front of them. Yeah. And they're going to go through, OK, the, the two of them, the male and female, will have lots of love and all the rest of it. Yeah, OK. But that little child, yeah. when it goes to school and as it grows up and everything, yeah. think, just think about it, Ian. You are planning their little lives. And is it fair? Why, why is it unfair, Joyce? Tell me that. I don't think it's fair because well, tell me why. they have got to carry it on their shoulders. They will get ridiculed, maybe, by some children, as you do, but get bullied at school for yeah. any old thing you get. Yeah. And it's very hard for a little child to explain. Bullying, you can explain, and fighting, and kicking. But kids, kids if kids want to bully... Yeah, but they'll got, always they'll always bully. Doesn't matter they, if you've got a yeah, get... but they've got a choice. The the two males or females are putting that on their shoulders. But the kids might get bullied for being, you know, in a care home. Yeah, well that's okay because. But at least if they if they if they've got if they're in a care home, they go home and they cry. They, they probably wouldn't get that much attention. Why are you crying? Get I on think... with it. If they go home to their gay dads, yeah, uh, their, their dads can help help them help console them and comfort them. No, there's not many there's not many parents that let children get bullied nowadays. Well, then the uh, gay dads wouldn't let them get bullied, no, or the no. lesbian mums. No, it's a growing up with two males, two females. It's a lot to put on that little child's shoulders when they grow up. So you'd rather they stayed in the care home? No, I think they could get foster love and everything. And they could from go where? Out, they'd go out into the community, from, into clubs. From where? There's, there's, there's no, there's, there aren't enough people fostering and adopting. There aren't enough uh, people of any sexual orientation well, fostering I'm sorry, or adopting. That's my, that's my idea of, you know. <laughs> so the o- is, is the only concern, Joyce, yes. that they might get bullied at school? No. What's the, what are the other concerns? I think as they grow up, they've got that on their shoulders and they can't talk about it to people. Why not? Surely Why be... haven't I got a mummy? Why haven't I got a daddy? Well, I would have thought that the, the, the two... Know, the two the questions. Yeah. You're, you're, you are yes. putting on little children's lives which are just starting out. But surely the two gay dads or the two lesbian mums would sit down at, at, at a, an appropriate age and say, right, listen, Steve, the reason... Um, there are two dads, is because sometimes men and men love each no, other. No, and I think it's changing the whole world. I'm sorry. I disagree. Are you concerned, Joyce? Because there are lots of kids, of course, that grow up with one parent. Yeah. Where's my daddy? Yeah. Where's my mummy? Yeah. Are you concerned, Joyce, that uh, little Stevie may grow up to be a homosexual? Of course, because they can see the mum and dad doing it. A child, your little children do what you do. If you swear, you zip your mouth up because that child is going to say it, isn't okay. he? They won't see them doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but they, uh, they, they no, no. Let's, they won't. Let's be, let's be practical and logical here. Okay. When a child sees something doing, yeah. they will copy. You are, I'm you sorry. are, you are right. You're, you, let's be practical and logical. Let's go down the logical no, route. No, I've got to go. I'm sorry. I'm going to get picked up. One question. One question. <laughs> Who are the parents of gay children? Sorry. Who are the parents of gay children? I don't understand the question. Who are the parents of gay children? Generally, what is the sexual yes. orientation of gay of, of people that become gay? It's straight, isn't it? It has to be for them to be born. So they've they've seen their parents enjoying a, a heterosexual relationship, and yet they've become gay. 
and, they've, and the children have lost that. The children have lost it, haven't they, then? Because they're growing up loving a male loving a male and a female loving a female. So they've lost been able to perhaps have children on their own. Sorry. Bye. There we go. That's what I like, is a weak argument ended by someone putting the phone down. But you can't believe that children see what their parents do. Well, if your children see you, excuse my language, having sex, you're doing something wrong as a parent, whatever your orientation, OK? That should never happen. We all know that sometimes it does, and boy, aren't those awkward moments, but it shouldn't happen. But also, gay children, I would imagine, come quite often from heterosexual parents, so they've not copied, they've not copied and learnt the behaviour. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Steve's in Luton. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. Uh, Steve, now, what, what's your view on this? Uh, well, it's a ridiculous question. Uh, of course, it's not right for uh, gay and lesbian people to have children, um, especially not adopting children. Um, it's not normal and it's not right, and the last lady was spot on. Tell me why. Well, what more, what more reason do you need than the word normal? It, it's not normal it's not right the world is getting corrupt um and they and kids do learn as the lady said they do learn from their parents they do learn from the media and the gay and lesbian thing is just getting rife throughout the world it's corrupt in the world it's disgusting and they should not be allowed to have children it's, it's not normal is it ian it, it's quite simple isn't it statistically it's not normal statistically no it's not normal in statistic terms but in in biological terms it is normal. It is normal. No, you're wrong, aren't you? You're wrong. It's not normal. Steve, you let me finish the sentence. and gays can't have children naturally if you let because me finish of their... The sentence. Go on. Uh, it, it is normal within society for a certain percentage to be homosexual. It happens in the human world. It happens in the animal world. Yes, but it's not normal for them to have children. That's bec- the reason because gay and lesbian people can't naturally have children because they're not normal. Okay, what, what? abnormal. So gay people are abnormal. Hundred percent. This is very easy, and you'll have no argument against it for once, Ian. Um, it's very, very, very simple. The word is normal. Uh, they you keep saying the word normal. You the keep saying Steve. Out. Steve, if, can I finish my sentence? No, you can't, Steve, because you're talking complete and utter balls. The thing Sorry? is, Steve, we're not saying about everyone being gay or lesbian. We are talking about a percentage of the population being homosexual. We're not talking about everyone becoming a gay and everyone becoming a lesbian so that the population dies out. There is a shortage of people to foster and adopt children who need to be loved and looked after and educated and nurtured. So why should those children have to suffer? Why shouldn't they go to gay couples, lesbian couples, who will look after them, who will protect them, who will love them? Why would you deny a child that, Steve? Because it's going to bring them up in the wrong household. They should not be subjected to it. Be- the child would think it was normal when it's abnormal. Steve, now, well, well, I've got to... not be subjected to it. They, they, won't, they won't be subjected to gay sex, will they? They won't be subjected no, to it. No, I'm not they would. They would see a man and a man or a woman and a woman being loving to each other, which is uh-huh. abnormal. So here we go. So you're not talking about the statistical abnormality of homosexuality. You're talking about the fact that it's, it, it, it's wrong? It's wrong to be gay? 
That is correct. Yes. Okay, so we okay. At last, we're finally and getting that's, that's to the a truth. Fact, isn't it? It's an undeniable no. fact. No, it's not. It's 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 an opinion. It's it's an opinion. It's a, a bigoted, old-fashioned opinion as well. I'll, I'll grant it's you that. It's a fact, isn't it? No, it's, it's saying simple. saying it's wrong to be gay is not a fact, Steve. That's that's an opinion uh, based on misinformation and bigotry. It's How, not. What else? It's not what wrong. It's not wrong for someone to love someone else. Doesn't matter what they got up into in the bedroom. If someone loves someone, if two men love each other, right? Why is that so bad? Why is that wrong? It, I've, I've just told you it's not normal. No, 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 no. We've, we've, we've got past the Steve. We've got past the word normal. We, we now we've now focused okay, on the word wrong, which is I think is is is, is a stronger right. word and let's, is a better word. Let's try moving on without you interrupting me. I'll let you speak, uh, and I can I tell you why. It's very straightforward. Um, if you're just going to repeat the same, you're, Steve. If you're just going to repeat, again, no, because I want to lay down the ground rules. I'm going to lay down the ground rules, and then you can speak. And I'll even miss travel if you're making a good point. If you repeat the same argument again, we'll end the conversation. So I'm really hoping you can take this argument forward, Steve. Away you go. No, you're hoping you can cut me off because you know if I finish my sentence, you'll be wrong and you'll be proved wrong. I'm wait- I, listen, I, I'm, uh, tell Alice we may not get to her. Steve's going to Steve's going to take the argument forward. Steve, away you go. You'll cut me off. Steve, away you go. It, you haven't let me finish my sentence, which I will try and start now, but I'll say goodbye because you will cut me off before I If you repeat it. the same argument, I will let you go. But if you can take the argument forward, then we, we can talk until 8 o'clock if you want. I have to start with the same premise, but you... you OK, well, the, the, lay down that premise right, again, although we've got it, and then take the argument forward, if you can, Steve, beyond it's wrong to be gay. <laughs> but I'm going to try and explain that because you said I am wrong and I'm not wrong. It is abnormal, and the world would die out. There's a starter. The world would die out. We've done that one. Next. Yeah. Take the argument forward, Steve. That is my total proof. That is end of the conversation. That proves it's not normal. Steve. Why would normal end the world? Steve, you're right. That's the end of the conversation. Tell Alice we will get to her. Couldn't take the argument forward. Went back on a point that we'd already addressed, that we're not talking about everyone becoming gay. We're not talking about everyone becoming lesbian. That wasn't, that wasn't the point, Steve. I thought, we'd, I thought we'd ascertained that and got beyond that. Nice try. Not as good as your try last week. Last week I gave you a six out of ten. This week I'm afraid it's only a four out of ten. Another person who thought it probably wasn't a very good idea, to put it mildly, was Priscilla. She's a teacher. I tell you what, use my one. Priscilla called in. She's a teacher. And she wasn't keen on homosexuality in the slightest. Why are you doing that funny thing with your head? What's the, what funny thing? The wobbly. Didn't pull oh, the no, 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 no. Oh, you know, the 60s, they were my idea. You know. Get to oh, it. I've done it. Oh. Priscilla's in Luton. Morning, Priscilla. Morning. What yes. would you like to say, Priscilla? Well, I overheard you just talking to uh, Stephen. Yes. And I think uh, it's wrong to have called him bigotry because he was talking facts. What facts was he talking, Priscilla? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, as I teach in schools and I, I deal with these children, OK? You deal with what children? Uh, well, um, which I teach children, so children from different backgrounds. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is not that the children are not loved or because they are they are they are uh, being looked after by gay or lesbian. The fact is this: the children do not know the difference. They are, for example, you give a child later to take home. You write the, the other children, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. And you write to this child, well, that's dad very... number one, dad number two, Fantastic. or mom number one, mom number two. It's a wonderful way around it. Well, tell me, you, you tell me how you're going to go around that. So is it wrong, to, Priscilla, is it wrong to be gay? 
Because that's what Steve was saying. Is it? Do you do you agree with him? It's wrong to be gay. It is wrong. Yes. To be gay. It is. And you're teaching children. Well, God help us. Seriously, seriously, Priscilla, God help us. If you're teaching children, how old are the kids you're teaching? Well, I teach uh, all ages. To be honest with you, I teach up to 18 years. Permission permission to speak freely, Priscilla. The important thing, let me tell you, Ian, the important thing is to tell the children what is normal. Then they Oh, God. No, Priscilla, you're a teacher. Oh, jeez. I tell you what, I tell you what, oh. it is not normal. It is not, no, you know it, that's why, that's why you have children. You know it, Ian. Oh. That's why you have children. I know statistically. But it doesn't mean that people haven't got a right to their lifestyle. You can live any lifestyle, it's entirely up to you. You see, if anybody chooses to live where they like, you have, I have no right to say why. Nobody, but it isn't normal from the fact. You said something about biological. You said, oh, biologically, you know it's not more normal because no, no Priscilla, will ever have a child. Priscilla, I know stati- if you, statistically it's not normal in as much as there is a significant number, uh, more, a percent, higher percentage of people that are heterosexual than are homosexual. So you could argue statistically it's not normal. But being gay as a thing, of course it's normal. Of course it's normal and it's right and it's not wrong. Right. You tell, okay, you tell me what, what is right with it. It's two people loving each other. That's it. It's two people not hating each other. It's two people not fighting. It's two people not killing each other. It's two people in love with each other. That's what's right with it. Well, don't heterosexuals love each other. Do they have to kill each other? I don't think anybody should kill each other. So, do, do, do homosexual? Do, do you agree that gay people? Nobody can, has the right to kill Priscilla, another. Priscilla, do you person. believe that gay people can love each other or not? Well, why not? That's what's why wrong? What's wrong with that, baby? Let's all love each other. That's what it is. But I'm saying the lifestyle is not normal. Priscilla, That's do you? Yeah, Priscilla. But they can love each other. Do you teach in a, in a school? Of course I do, yes. May, may God help us. If, if there are teachers... And I'm, I, I say that with the greatest of respect, but if there are teachers like you, then I'm, I'm actually really concerned. Well, OK, in that case, Ian, then you tell your child... You, you tell your child that um, uh, it's, it's wrong for you and, and his mother. No, I won't tell my child that, because it's not wrong. I will tell my child when he's old enough that if he chooses to fall in love with another man, good for him. I'm going to bring my child up in such a wonderful, loving environment. If he comes to me one day, all anxious, and in fact, I hope I bring him up in such an environment that he doesn't come to me anxious and nervous. He just comes to me one day and says, Dad, you know what? I'm gay. Brilliant. Give me a hug, son. Look after yourself. That's... Oh, my goodness, she's a teacher. <laughs> Yvonne's in the hearts. Morning, Yvonne. Uh, good morning. What would you like to say, Yvonne? Um, I would like to say that I agree with... Steve and the lady before him, and Priscilla, I, be- I, I do not agree with gays and lesbians um, at all, especially um, adopting children. Um, there was a person um, who came into my family because they had a relationship with someone in my family. She was actually gay. And then she went off with the baby, with her gay, gay lesbian partner, and they brought the baby up, and the baby is related to me in a way. Yeah. She's now 19, and when she was 11, she turned gay. So I, can't, I, I, I'm against, I really am against it, because if a man and a woman are sitting there kissing and cuddling, 
the child is going to do the same. I do agree with the lady before Steve, Steve, and it was Joyce. Joyce was before was Steve. Joyce? Yeah, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. yeah, I do. believe I, I really do agree. But where, with where, them. Do, where do gay kids come from then? Kids that turn well, grow up well, to gay adults. Happened? Where what, do they come from? Right. Well, what had happened with this, with this, um, with this woman? Yeah. I can't say her name. I knew her when she was a baby. Right. And her cousin, who was fourteen when she was two, he raped her. Okay, um, right. Well, that's Yvonne, that, and that's, that's and that turned her against men. Well, okay, that's that's a, a horrific example. But you're not saying that all gay men and women were, were raped as, as children. No, 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 okay. I'm not. So where does your average uh, where does your average gay man or woman well, come from? If they come, if they because their parents are probably heterosexual. So where have they where have they got it from? Do right. you think? Well, years ago it was rarely heard of because it was illegal. Because. Um, Probably, yeah, because yeah, it was it, illegal. It was illegal and there was a lot of prejudice and violence against uh, homosexuals. Yeah, but so that's there why it was... weren't as many as there are today. No, statistically there were. There were, there were a similar percentage. It's always a similar percentage of the population is gay. It's just because of the bigotry and the violence and the aggression. It was quite common in the 70s to go queer bashing. Uh, and what that was, was know, groups of gangs that. would go out and be- find a, a gay person and beat them up. So you can understand why they want to keep it, you know, on the lowdown. Um... Yeah, well, um, I think now it's just become a phase that people are going yes. through. Oh, let's let's be lesbians, let's be gays. You know, I think now, uh, because there are so many now that were never heard of years ago. Yeah. And, and, but so and where do the gay... Uh, OK, so, to, so where do... What makes someone gay? If, they're, if you're saying it could be their parents, if, 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 a, if a baby is brought up by two gay men, that baby will turn gay, then where do... I really do, do believe so. OK, but then where do other gay people come from? They, they um, can't all be going through a phase. They can't all have been sexually abused as children. So if, they're, if they've got heterosexual parents, why are they turning gay, Yvonne? Um, sorry, truth, I don't know. As I said, um, it's... Um, is over the last couple of years, there's been more gays and lesbians been known about than what there was before. And isn't that wonderful that that people? No, it isn't. Well, it's a bad thing. That people, God, let me get. No, no, no. God made don't, Adam. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't Not say Adam it. Steve. Don't say it. You said it. Okay. Bye. See. She said it. This song really has uh, put a put a downer on the show. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Jeffrey's in Bretton. Morning, Jeffrey. Morning, the man from Raw Farnham. Jeffrey. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> it's talented Jonathan, the French pianist. <laughs> you remember me, Martin oh Ian. brother! I, re- I listen. I don't get to see yeah. many uh, French penis, so it's always good to <laughs> to get you on the show. What can I do for you? Oh uh, yeah, no, thanks. I just wanted to uh, speak about. Well, I've got a daughter; she's eight years old. Yes, yep. I've got a TV in the living room, TV in our bedroom, and she's got a TV in her room. However, she's got a TV in her room. However, however, the maybe acceptable in France, but not over here, no, no, Monsieur. You, you haven't heard the rest of it. Monsieur. The only one that's actually plugged to the satellite, Monsieur, is the one in the living room. So we watch things as a family. She's only got a DVD player and in a bedroom. What I'm more concerned about only. is she has a tablet, and you know these online video streaming websites, like YouTube, websites like yes, like and Vimeo. That one, yes. 
yes, yes. Well, there you go. Those are the ones I'm scared about. Now, I'm very, very strict with regards to what she's allowed to see, put the parental controls, make sure she logs in on her age, all these kind of things. But I'd be more worried about what you, you can find on the web than what you see on is TV. Is she but allowed yeah. the tablet in her bedroom on her own? She is, however, oh, she logs in, however, sorry, listen, however, she logs in yeah. as an 8-year-old or an 11-year-old, the minimum age. So most stuff, most, um... While you're there, she does that. Who knows what she's doing, monsieur, when you're not there? Well, that's the thing. She can't access to it. She's not, um, yeah, she's not tech-savvy. But basically, she's, she eight, she's an eight-year-old child, Jonathan. She's better around computers than you and I will ever be. Oh, I doubt it very much. I doubt it very much. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> but, Monsieur, you know, you know you should not have a television dans la chambre. <laughs> you shouldn't. And no, why, do you, why, do you miss, why do you and Mrs. Jonathan want a, 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 a television dans la chambre? <laughs> well, we, we have it because we watch our, our TV series in the evening together. That's what we do. But with regards to her having TV in her bedroom, she only watches the, you know, the occasional programs uh, on, record, recorded on DVD or, you know... Why can't you watch kind of your television programs dans la salon? Yeah, that's what we do. We only watch actual satellite TV in the living room as a family. And we do other stuff together. Don't like she does karate, she's fit. No, 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 we don't have it when we eat. No, we don't do it when we eat. That's one thing that I'm, I'm against, really. Eating is a time, is a family, a family time together. I mean, we don't play like together, we do loads of stuff. Sorry? Do, do you not watch TV, Don't Le Cochon Dand? Cochon Dand, that's guinea pig. Why are you talking about guinea pigs? <laughs> Do you watch TV, Don La Pomme de Terre? La Pomme de Terre. I don't have a garden, no, so I don't grow any potatoes in my garden. OK. Je you... parle, mais je parle français très bien. Je le suis français fier de l'être. How Donc, thank very you. rude. I will not be spoken to like that on my show. Do apologise if anybody was listening. What did he say? That he was French and proud. Oh, I thought he said something completely different. I do apologise. My, my French is a little bit limited. Excuse it. Uh, merci beaucoup. Ça va? Oui, ça va très bien. J'ai deux ans. Non. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this week, I was giving away dead rock stars. You called in in your hundreds to claim your dead rock star. I started it, so I had first dibs, and I went for the uh, most mystical of all the Beatles, the heavily Indian-influenced Mr George Harrison. But then, political reporter Paul Scoynes called up and was like, uh, no, I want Harrison. And I was like, no, I want him. And Scoynes was like, no, 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 let me have him. I was like, no, why should you get him? Well, he had some really good reasons. Political reporter Paul Scoynes is on the line, Paul. All right. Yeah, I'm all right. Morning. You, you all right? Yeah, I'm OK. Oh, he's got his fighting voice on. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm walking to the train station in. Now, a little bit of, um, well, I don't want to say cyberbullying, but I'm going to say cyberbullying <laughs> from you this morning <laughs> on Twitter. What? I I, that's, that's a ludicrous accusation. I wish you to withdraw it. I, Otherwise, um, I'll do some actual bullying. I've got, <laughs> I've got screen grabs of the, 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 the aggressive messages. You want George Harrison. You can't have him, sunshine. He's mine. No. He's, no, I'm, I'm claiming Harrison. Tell me, tell me why I, you think you deserve Harrison, then we'll put it to the vote. OK, I deserve Harrison because I've played a Beatles song, several Beatles songs to him what and he's commented uh how like the beatles the band i played in sounded so you know well, well, hang on a second I, hang on a second i hang win on. i win at least three of the beatles because they were all there hang on a second you played yeah. you played what you were in a band was this on your steel, was, a, was this on your steel drums 
Yeah, it was a steel band, a steel steel band. I'm going to get the Radcliffe Rollers. So you, you were, what Beatles songs did you play on the steel drums? Obla dee, obla da, it's got to be, hasn't it? It was that, yeah. yes. <laughs> Sounded Lady, so much Lady, cooler when we thought it was a guitar. Lady Madonna. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they weren't in the finest of the Beatles canon, but, um, and I think there was another one, possibly Yellow Submarine, but and, I can't remember it now. And how, how many Beatles were there when you played this? Well, I'm saying three because I'm counting George Martin as a Beatle. Oh, wow. So, so who was the other actual Beatle? Uh, Ringo. OK, OK. No, they're, they're my two favourite Beatles. Yeah, OK, I'll give you George Martin. He was indeed uh, one of the many fifth Beatles. Yeah. And, and what, George Harrison came up to you afterwards and spoke to you. Yeah, they, they, they all did on three. You spoke to the three of the Beatles? Yeah. What? No, no, no. They did a speech afterwards, didn't they? They said, thanks no, for inviting us, you were very said, good. No, he came up and said, hey, guys, that was great. You know, not in that kind of... They weren't from Birmingham, but, you know, they... <laughs> 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 uh, well, do you know what, Paul? I don't even need to put this to the vote. It's, yeah. it's with um, the, the greatest of regret I hand over George Harrison to you, Paul. He's yours. I, I will look after him. You promise you and, will? And he's glass on the end. Will, I will. Will you, will you love him? I will love him. And protect him? Always. Forever and ever. George, uh, I'm giving you over to Paul. and This is your new dad. Thanks, Paul. Come with me, George. Come with me. Oh, that sounded a bit... <laughs> I regret it now. Who are you going to have instead? Oh, I don't know. I, I genuinely... Look. Huh? Johnny Cash? Uh, no, I don't want Cash. I feel... Too much I responsibility. Know. I don't think I want to play this game anymore. Why? Because people will nick him off you. I feel a bit sad. Genuinely feel it. I want to... Do you want another coffee? Yeah, please, mate. Thanks. Powerful one. Thanks for being there, Catherine. Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> Albert called in. This is what he had to say with his words and voice. Morning, Ian. Hey, you're, you're, you're drinking the same stuff that we've got this morning. Drink cleaner. Yes. Can't uh, beat it. Yes, you can't beat it. Well, well, you'd like a dead rock star, would you, Albert? Jim. Yes, I would, please. And I've got an absolute talker for you. Go on then. Marilyn Manson. Sorry? Marilyn Manson. She clearly died years back. Are you... I, I think... Do you want to tell him, or shall I, Kath? Um, well, what? are you sitting down, Albert? Yeah. Marilyn Manson's a fella. Hey. And he's still alive. No, 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 no. You've seen the, you've seen the colour of her skin and her hair and her eyes hanging out and everything. She's definitely a man... No! And she's definitely alive, Albert, so I'm afraid you can't have Marilyn Manson. Oh, for goodness sake! Who's misled me? I, 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 I don't know, Albert, I just don't know. And very quickly, uh, Kelly, give me some comps. Some comps? Lynn and Bletchley called in. Yeah. She said, all right, love, I saw... She doesn't speak like this, but I'm just going to do it in do that like voice, this. yeah. do it in this voice. I saw Ian on that advert. Four, isn't he handsome? Oh, I love him. He's such a good man. And I love all you girls as well. I love it. I tell all my friends oh. about it. Did she it's actually like... say four? Four, no. Oh. She, she doesn't talk like that either. But she said something like that. But she anyway. said, yeah, it was along those yeah, lines. Let's just go to the travel show. <laughs> Earlier this week, we heard uh, incredible allegations against members of Bedfordshire Police. Uh, the story is that Farouk Ali, who is uh, a gentleman with uh, aut- autism and the mental age of a five-year-old, was beaten up, pushed and punched by police officers. Well, that's the story we got from Farouk's brother, who came on the show. Later on in the week, there was a meeting in Luton to discuss this and to discuss rising tensions between the community and the police. 
Ollie Martins came into the studio, the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner, put forward what he was doing to sort the issues out. A couple of questions that we've had uh, from uh, uh, listeners. Um, not everybody was at the meeting that was supposed to be at the meeting last night, were they? Why is that? Uh, not sure what you mean. Well, uh, I've, I've forgotten the lady's name, which is why I'm, I'm just... Colette You've was supposed to be there. the chief constable who you interviewed. Ollie, uh, listen, uh, she was uh, very, very charming. I've forgotten her name, yes. Colette, she wasn't at the meeting, why not? She was, it was told she was going to be at the meeting, why wasn't she there? Um, she was represented by a senior police officer. Why She's... wasn't Colette there? Why? Well, I was there. Why wasn't Colette there? It was people were told that Colette was going to be there. They felt um, no, disappointed. They, were, they felt let down that she they was. Were, they were told that she would endeavour to be there. Okay, but why wasn't she there? Because she had other commitments. What She's, was she doing? She that is, was so important. She is responsible for policing the whole county for crime, for counter-terrorism. It has been she alleged has an extensive range of duties. Ollie. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't take this extremely seriously. It has been alleged that an autistic man with the mental age of a five-year-old was beaten up by police. Surely. She should have been there. That was an important thing. What was she doing that was so important? I'm not responsible for managing her diary. OK, so you don't know where she was? No, I don't. You didn't ask her to be there? No, I mean, I'm there as the person that is responsible for holding her to account. The assistant chief constable uh, was there. Officers who are directly involved in the investigation and in handling this matter were there. People felt disappointed and the assistant chief constable was there, not the chief constable. And you can understand why they would feel disappointed. There's a lot of tension in the community. People uh, were disappointed she wasn't there. I think the force was represented at the appropriate level. I think the chief constable is taking a very close interest in this. You don't know the where she was. The chief constable has written to the family. The chief constable has offered to meet the family. Uh, I think that she is uh, properly engaged in this matter. You don't know where she was? No, I don't know where she was. I don't, I'm not responsible for her no, day-to-day management no, of, or the of, management of her Of course you're not, but diary. if she was... At that is not my role as Police and Crime No, of course it's not, but... but you... I am there to hold her to account, and I can assure you that I will be doing so. No, of course you're not responsible for her diary, Ollie, but this is such a big thing that it must have been something pretty... Did you not ask her, why can't you make it? Did you not ask her where she was going to be? I think that the force was represented at the appropriate the level and the right, the right people were present at the meeting. But the public don't think that, and this is all about, isn't it? It's all about trying to soothe the public and speak to them and understand them. You've gone in already, several points down, by Colette not being there. Did you not ask her where she was, why she couldn't well, make it? I don't, I don't think that whether the Chief Constable was there or not is... The issue here. So you didn't ask you know, her where she was. I it's was, one of the issues. I was representing. Uh, I, I was there. Uh, you know, in my role as police and crime commissioner, I am the person who is responsible for holding the chief constable to account. The force was represented at a senior level, uh, and I'm satisfied with that situation. Lots of people last night were very surprised that you were talking about elections. What was that all about? The point I was making is that I'm democratically accountable and that that is a significant change from the form of police governance that we've had in the past, and that now you have someone who is accountable, uh, who can be sacked at an election if people are not happy. In two and a half years' time? Indeed. People want action now, though, don't they? They don't well, want to wait two and a half years. They want, they want action now. And I will ensure that this matter is properly investigated, that there is accountability... Okay. And that is my role as police and okay. crime commissioner. And if the point I was making is, if in two and a half years' time 
people are not satisfied, then they can express their view through the ballot box. And that is not something that people were able to do. There was no direct democratic accountability for the police before the advent of police and crime commissioners. And that is the point I was making. OK, so your, your responsibility is to hold people accountable. What are you doing? Well, I was at the meeting last night. But what are you doing practically? Well, I will be holding the Chief Constable to account. We've already had uh, a number of conversations about this. I'm very keen to see the investigation uh, proceed expeditiously to get to the bottom of what happened. And if the officers need to be held accountable, then they will be. If there are points that the organisation needs to learn about how it deals with vulnerable people, then I can assure you those points will be uh, pursued and that learning will take place. We are literally weeks away from the introduction of body-worn cameras. I mean, I think it's... That can be if, if switched we, on at choi the choice of the police officers. They will be... The guidance will be that they should be switched on for encounters with the public. OK. Um, that doesn't help Mr Ali, though, does it? it? So, so how are you holding... It doesn't, but how it's, are you something holding? That, it's something that I think... You know, I've been okay. very keen to see this technology rolled out for, you know, since I learned about it about a year ago. And that's ago. great for the future, and that's great that's coming Indeed. in. How are you holding... Because I don't know how this works, so explain it to me as, as I'm an idiot, because I am around this. How are you holding the, the Chief Constable and the police to account? What have you done practically? What do you do? What do I do? I ask... Yeah, re regularly meet the Chief Constable. About this incident specifically? I've had lengthy conversations with How her How soon this. after the incident did you speak to her? I don't know, last week sometime. OK, so a week after the incident. And, and what do you say? What's going on? What, do, do, do you meet up with her? How does it work? Yeah. I was like, you know, what's happening? How quickly is it going to be investigated? In fact, a lot of the similar questions that the public were asking last and night. And what answers have you had? <sighs> well similar, you know, to what the public were told last night, and, um... For example, what's going on and how long will this take? Those are the two questions. What are the answers you've had from Colette Paul? Well, I think that the fact that we have an investigation um, that is being conducted by the uh, Professional Standards Department, but overseen by the uh, IPCC, is actually... Um, in a way, it's the best of both worlds because it will ensure that the, uh, the inquiry is likely to be concluded faster than your typical IPCC inquiry, and yet at the same time the public have the assurance that it is, be assurance that it is being looked at um, by people external from the force. So what's the timeline then? It'll be quicker than your normal IPCC I, inquiry. I, people difficult. won't know what that means. It, well, I think it will, you know, months rather than years. OK. So months? Hopefully not that many months. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to depend on um, what evidence uh, emerges um, and, you know, the statements that people give. It's the, the second kind of big incident in recent times for Luton Police. Uh, it doesn't look great, does it? It doesn't, but I think you've got to bear in mind that actually police officers... Uh, spend quite a large amount of their time, uh, you know, our response officers, on average, spend about 50% of their time dealing with incidents that relate to vulnerable people. 
you know, this it's a, it's a daily occurrence, whether it's a missing child, whether it's a safeguarding issue, whether it's someone with mental health problems who's threatening themselves, uh, threatening to harm themselves or other people. The fellow looked just most watching the bin the, then. Most of the time... Most of the time, those incidents pass without note, uh, without becoming newsworthy. And but I think that, it's that doesn't make it, that doesn't, no, no, doesn't it make doesn't, it acceptable for allegations no, of uh, police officers punching an autistic man, does no, it? No, because it they're good doesn't. 99% of the time. It doesn't, but I think it's important context before we get carried away with the idea that um, you know that that this is somehow normal, and that this is, this is how the police and that has never been with, suggested on this, this is show. This how the, pe- the police interact with with vulnerable people, that, and that's never been suggested. But but you know, if, if they're great nine times out of ten, it still doesn't make the one time. Well, I think it's more than nine times. I'm out using of 10, that as an example. But you know, we've had Leon still, Briggs. We've had Leon Briggs. This is still, you know, the point uh, I was trying to make. We've had Leon Briggs recently, of course, the, the death of Leon Briggs. We've got Farouk Ali. All in a very kind of short space of time. It doesn't look good for Luton Police, does it, at all? In terms of what I'm trying to do, uh, building the strongest possible relationship between local communities and their police, this is, you know, the last thing I need. Um, but that is exactly why I take this very seriously and why I'm absolutely determined to get to the bottom of what's gone on with these incidents. And you're doing that by making a few phone calls? I do that by regularly holding the chief constable. Have you seen the evidence? Have you seen the photographs of Farouk Ali after the incident? I have, yes. What did you see in those photographs? I saw bruises and abrasions. Okay. We've had uh, um, Leon Briggs, Farouk Ali, of course, the investigation into your misdemeanours. We've had people this morning asking, are you going to stand down? Are you? I think uh, it was interesting last night which was, of course, a very heated public meeting. Um, And, you know, the issues in relation to me barely rated for a mention. So I think people recognise that I've been quite frank about my You're still being investigated? I am being investigated. I mean, ironically, I think at the end of that process, um, I'll probably come out in a better position because the matter has been so thoroughly investigated and I'm still confident that I'll get a clean bill of health at the end of it. Hmm. And I think that... You For know, those who don't know, you're I being investigated about, about telling secrets to, to someone that you shouldn't have told about, about Leon Briggs. There was a disclosure, disclosure yeah. of information that shouldn't have been disclosed. Are you going to stand yes, down? That's, that's correct. I don't think that my standing down would, would help. I think I've got important work to do. I don't think quitting helps in the in these circumstances and I don't think you know that is not what the public are focused on I think people last night you know they actually want to have confidence in their police but they don't do that at the moment and that it has been undermined by these recent events and that's why you know I've got important work to do as the bridge between the public and their police and I'm determined to do it and I'm not a quitter these have happened on your watch these incidents, so it would appear that the, the, the work at, at the moment isn't working. There are certainly setbacks, but you know well, there on, is a lot. On, of, hang on. There is a lot of work that I'm doing hang with the on. chief. The death of someone in police custody, claims of an autistic man being beaten up by the police, you revealing things that you shouldn't have revealed to someone—they're more than setbacks, aren't they? They're, 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 they're all quite huge. There's a lot. There is going to be a lot of work to do to restore public confidence. There's no. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. But 
it's absolutely what we've got to do. You know, I've been on your programme countless times before talking about the financial challenges that the force faces, talking about the fact that police numbers are falling. The only way we can keep our county safe is to have the highest level of public confidence in the police that we can get, to get the closest working relationship. Uh, and the only people that will benefit uh, if we don't succeed, you know, are the criminals and extremists. But people... Uh, some people don't feel that the county is safe because of these incidents that have happened, because of Leon Briggs, because of Farouk Ali. Well, as will, will more names as, be added to that I've, list? As, I, as I've said, I think, you know, these incidents, yes, you know, there is no doubt about the severe impact that they have, but day in, day out, Bedfordshire police officers are dealing with vulnerable people. Uh, they're catching criminals, you know, they're doing the work that people expect them to do. And most of the time, I think they do a very good job. And they take a great deal of, you know, they put themselves uh, in dangerous situations to do that. And they're very, they're very committed. Now, I want to find out what happened uh, in these incidents um, to get us the circumstances that we've seen. But we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that most of the time Bedfordshire Police serves the public of this county very well. Are you confident that more names won't be added to that list? Leon Briggs, Farouk Ali, is it going to win there? Well, I certainly hope so. And that Are you would confident? Be, it, would be my ex it would be my expectation, yes. I mean, I've, I've got to know the force pretty well in the last 14 months as Police and Crime Commissioner. I've met a lot of officers. I think they are a very committed group of people. I think that most police officers will be as mortified as anyone about the circumstances that we've seen. But we've got to allow the investigations to take their course and we've got to, we've got to get to the bottom of what happened and understand what happened. Without jumping to conclusions. Are you as surprised as I am that the two officers haven't been interviewed as part of the investigation? Because if I, if I went out and punched someone, or if, if I went out and knocked someone over in my... Or if I went out and did something wrong, I'd be interviewed immediately. And yet two weeks into the investigation, they've not been interviewed. Are you surprised by that? I think, as you've heard, they've been asked to give an account of their actions, and now the investigating team have gone away to collect statements and to collect and to look at the evidence once the evidence is assembled and once the investigating team have built up um, the information that they need to understand the incident that is the appropriate point to interview the officers okay. so you're not surprised they haven't been interviewed two weeks into the investigation that doesn't surprise you no i mean i think I think the point at which you interview them is once the investigating team have got a full picture of what happened and that means, you know, once they've got that comprehensive picture, um, they know the questions that they need to ask the officers. And witness statements haven't been gathered? That, is that surprising? Or is that standard I think practice as, in an investigation? I think, as you've heard, door-to-door -door inquiries have been undertaken. Mm. I think the, um, the investigating team will know who they need to get statements from, although I would say if there are people who haven't been contacted by the police who did see what happened, uh, then they should contact the force by ringing 101. Are you happy with Luton Police Force? As I say, by and large, I think 
Bedfordshire police officers do a remarkable job. I'm not happy that incidents like this happen, but when you're doing a difficult job, sometimes things go wrong. I feel that Kath's not been in this one, uh, and I like that. Mm. No, I, I, I just... F- no, what are you doing that face for? You can't, it's all faces with you what? these days. It's all faces with you. You can't prove it. Well, I can, because I'm um, taking a picture with my Google glasses. My Google eye. Well, we definitely don't want her in it anymore, Kelly. So, Dennis's phone line, what's that going to be? It's echoing. Oh! It's this. I really wanted to talk to you, Ian, yes, about we... your um, conversion to meat-eating. OK, I'm going to get rid of these. There's a weird echo on your line. How do you, are you stood next to, like, an echoey thing? Like a, well, are you stood next to a ravine? I've turned the sound up so I can hear your beautiful voice. Are you on speakerphone? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, well, I suppose I am, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I can go to the toilet and still talk to you. No, I, no, no, OK. Well, this is why like, we were... <coughs> what do you mean you didn't know if you're on speakerphone or not? This is why your phone calls are always echoey. Are you always on speakerphone? Don't forget, I'm an old man and I've only just learned to switch the light on. Pick up the phone, you lazy so-and-so, and talk to me. Yes, I'm talking to you right and look, now. And look, it's not... Oh, it's echoing a little bit. Your phone's rubbish. Go on, what do you want to say? Well, I wanted to say to you, when you were eating all this vegetation, did you have something put in there to make it taste like meat? Um, not... uh, Occasionally I'd have meat substitutes, but not very often. Occasionally, yes. One thing I... I worked in an office with a chap who was a vegetarian like you, and believe you me, it was ghastly. We didn't strike a light in the office, (laughs) the bloody place had blown up. It was so full of methane. And do you do you realise, do you find people are avoiding you when you're on your vegetarian? I have to say, right, listen, you brought this into the conversation. I'm sorry if you've got young children listening. Be prepared to... <coughs> that, that mum, be prepared to take another picture of your, your kid's face. Since eating meat, and I'm going to use indoor language... Yes. Since eating meat, I have been doing the worst blow-offs I've done in a, in a lifetime. I mean, just, just incredible. Just, I've, never, I've never heard or smelt anything like it. Well, I don't understand that, because mine are sweet. <laughs> I mean, I think we ought to abort this conversation now. You're right, Cass. Are you crying because that's the end of uh, your producing career? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's very rarely you say something that puts her head in her hands. It, oh, it's okay. absolutely true. Honestly, the... the, the, the my, um... I think you've already said it. <laughs> <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin, just really meaty trumps. Mmm, I know what you're talking about, boss. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Want to try my steak and gorgonzola sauce? (laughs) I think you sent Kelly a video of that once, didn't you? Yeah, I think I did, actually. Now... Yes. (laughs) Thameslinks. <laughs> Come on. Control yourself, boy. <laughs> mm. 
We started a great campaign that I originally called um, uh, Virgin on the Ridiculous. No, uh, I called it that. Yeah, exactly. And then I thought it was a really bad idea, so you did call it that. But now I've called it Dirty Virgins, like in the pop song uh, Dirty Virgins by um, Paul McCartney and Madonna. So, is that it? So, mm. and I even wrote a top tune for the girls to sing. Oh, a minute. Did you? Yeah. You wrote that? Yeah. Is that and where you remember it? No. What about our dance moves? Did you? I choreographed that. You did. I'm my own little Bob Fosse. So show wow. us what we did then. Yeah, go on. In fact... Dirty virgins. Woo! Virgins? No, we were singing about virgins. Wow. Dirty virgins. Do the rest. Uh, picking up a bottle of coke and a bag of dog poo in your coat. I made it through the wilderness. Can we fade him? Yeah. That's just rude. Anyway, have a listen to this. I've got a song for you. Oh, for goodness. Listen, we've got some very important visitors from uh, a local school coming in any minute now. And they're, they're coming in to, um, uh, to, to experience the, the thrust, the bite, the, uh, the, the excitement of a live news show. And we're doing jokes in Spanish. And we've got Lynn in Hemel with a song. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, we've got nothing else, Lynn. So we might as well have it. Go on. Oh, go on, then. It's based on madness. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Dirty verges, dirty verges, dirty verges. We don't want them. No? Um... It's the best I could come up with. It's quite early. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just hear the girl. What was the girls' one again? Girls, where you go? Dirty verges. No, there's... Oh, clean for the very last time. Dirty verges. Pick your stuff up. Filthy swine. Okay, I'm going to let them go. They well, have, obviously theirs were a lot better. And was, they've I got mean, nice voices. I, well, I, I never thought I'd say it, but th- but their song is actually better than another song. That other song being yours, Lynn. But yes, I'm sorry. I think you're absolutely right. Could you give us a call tomorrow with with um, and try again? Um, possibly. Okay. I, I don't listen. I, I feel like Simon Cow now. I feel really gutted now. Mm, you, you've not made it through to boot camp, Lynn. Oh, well, hey Yeah, keep trying. Maybe we'll see you next year. <laughs> Jeffrey's in Bretton. Morning, Jeffrey. Morning. Jeffrey, not today. <laughs> right, Kath, I'm done. Could you finish up the podcast for us, please? Uh, no. No, just finish it up. No, 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 I'm not doing it. Just finish it yeah, up. Just it, won't be on it. it won't be on it. You can't both just leave. Finish it up for us, girls. So I can say anything. Yeah. All right. Actually, just left the building. That was Ian Lee's podcast. I wouldn't bother downloading it anymore. Scott Mills has got quite a good one, and I think there's some uh, great ones on Five Live and Absolute as well. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts, and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio, and online at bbc.co.uk/slash Three Counties. 